Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Ring Chasers podcast. Happy Friday. Uh, Today, we're going to break down games two and three of the NBA Finals, and we'll get into tonight's game four. We're going to make some predictions there. But first, we're going to start with a segment we like to call, Should I Stay or Should I Go? As we're going to break down the trade rumors of Anthony Davis. We're going to play the role of Anthony Davis in deciding if we should stay in New Orleans or go. Ali, what do you think? You think you should stay or go? I think he should definitely go. I think his mind is already made up on leaving. I think that's his best bet to becoming becoming a championship player. Uh, I don't think that the Pelicans are going to trade him to a Western Conference team. They don't want to have to deal with that. Um, I think his his best his best destination will probably be the Boston Celtics. I think they've got the best team to trade for him. And I think if he if Kyrie Irving stays, that would be a great duo in Boston. But I don't think any other team really has. I mean, besides the Lakers. But like I said, I don't think uh, that the um, that the Pelicans will trade him to another Western Conference team. I think the Boston Celtics are probably the best team for him to go to. I don't think the Knicks the Knicks would be a uh, a cool place for him to go. But I don't think that they have any pieces valuable for him. What do you think? I think I think you should stay in New Orleans. I like all those destinations. They're cool. But I have three reasons that if I was Anthony Davis, <laughs> I would stay in New Orleans. Number one is all those destinations that you mentioned, they're going to have to give up pieces of their team to do it. They got, they're going to have to give up pieces of their young core. If you're on the Lakers, uh, I, I realistically see that you're just going to have LeBron James and Anthony Davis. The rest of the team, you're going to have to trade up a huge portion of that team. If you give up a Kyle Kuzma, how good realistically is that team anymore with just LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram? I don't know. The Boston Celtics, you're going to have to give up a lot of pieces. Again, You're going to have to give up a lot of pieces with uh, the Lakers as well, unless they're willing to trade away that pick, which I don't think they should. That's what I'm Uh, saying. That's what I'm saying. That's why I think you should stay in New Orleans because – I, I think that their teams are going to be kind of decimated after mm-hmm. after they do trade for Anthony Davis. The New York Knicks already have minimal talent. Yes, they can sign another free agent there, but I, I don't know how that's going to work out. If I'm Anthony Davis, I'm looking at it, and I have – this is reason number two. New Orleans Pelicans have a really solid young core. You have Jeru Holiday. You're going to draft Zion Williamson, who's a once-in-a-generation type player. I think we know that he's he's really good, and they also have they can re-sign Julius Randle. I know I talk all the time about not having too many big men that can't shoot, but I think this could work out. Anthony Davis is one of the most versatile big men in the NBA. He can shoot from beyond the arc, shoot mid-range. I really like him, and I I think he could. I think him in New Orleans could really work. I think they could be a top four seed in the West next year just with that young core. I disagree completely with that. I don't see them. I think the West is just too tough, and we have no idea how it's going to be next season. But I think for the for the Pelicans, and, and it's their decision ultimately to keep or trade away Anthony Davis, I think they should trade away Anthony Davis. But if you can trade away your best player and acquire those uh, a great young core, either Jason Tatum, Marcus Smart, or – Kyle Kuzma, Brandon Ingram, or Alonzo Ball, why would you not do that now? This is your time. This is the chance to do it. This is the perfect time is when your number one player and probably a top five player in the league wants to leave. Why wouldn't you do it now? Well, if you lose Anthony Davis, you're immediately going into a rebuild process. But you've just acquired 
maybe. You've acquired, yes. A great young core. Okay, you've acquired one of the best players, well, I'd say probably a top 25 player already in the league coming in day one, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. I think he's a top 25 player, Zion Williamson coming in. But it's still going to take some time. It's going to take, I think, five years. If you have Anthony Davis on the team. I don't think it'll take that long. You're getting a, you're already, you're already bringing in a young core. If Jerome Holiday decides to stay and build with that team and Zion Williamson is coming in, obviously, you're, you're acquiring two, three players. Maybe you're acquiring a draft pick as well. Why, why would you? Well, I think I look at a situation like Luka Doncic, and he's a great player. Yes, he's not Zion Williamson, but he's a great, great player who's, who's up there Probably in, in top NBA circles, and they're a, they're a bad team. They're a lottery team. Yeah, they, they, were, they were a decent team when DeAndre Jordan and the other, I think, two players that, that they drafted away were, were there. They were, they, were they were a playoff content, contending bare, team. For a little Barely. bit. Barely. For a Barely. little bit. For a little bit, and they, they, were. F- they fell off. But Yeah, they that's fell off immediately after that trade. Immediately after that trade. Well, so. that's why they – no, I, I don't think so. I think it was before that, and that's why they traded DeAndre Jordan to the – to the well, New York Knicks. Now they've got Chris Porzingis, and whether or not he plays next year, we'll see how that goes. We'll but see. that's a discussion for another day. Well, but my third reason for Anthony Davis going, staying in New Orleans is David Griffin. We've seen him with superstars <laughs> before put together a team that can challenge for an NBA championship. We see, saw him put a championship t- team together in Cleveland with Kyrie Irving and LeBron James. I think if I'm Anthony Davis, and put I, that team together, LeBron wanted to come back to Cleveland. I don't think I don't think he said, "Oh, let's add this player and this player." The only players they had were Kevin Love. Well, I I think he put it together. I mean, he got Kev he he acquired Kevin Love mm-hmm. with a young draft pick in Andrew Wiggins. He traded him for Kevin Love. That looks like a great move now. And that team turned out to be a championship team. I think he got the right pieces around LeBron James, and I think he can do it again. And I think if I'm Anthony Davis, I'm confident David Griffin can put together a championship team like he did in Cleveland. And I think he has all the tools and all the assets that he needs to put this team together. And if I'm Anthony Davis, I'm feeling real confident right now in New Orleans, and I'm staying. I I wouldn't leave to to a disgruntled L.A. Lakers that are to have a mismanaged front office or the New York Knicks who are always a disaster. I'm not leaving. I'm staying right where I am in New Orleans. All right. Um, I don't think he's going to leave, but if he does leave, what is one team that you would like to see him go to? For me, I would I would probably say the the LA Lakers if I had to pick the one LA team. Lakers. Do you think they're that the Pelicans are going to trade away their player to another West. I, I don't team? think so, but it, you asked me what team no, I'd no, like I to see him on. It, I if I had to predict be. what team he's going to go to, I could see him going to the Lakers, though. Mm-hmm. I think I think uh, they're going to go after what the best deal is for the New Orleans Pelicans. Yeah. I think they're going to go after what they can get the most. And I think the Lakers could potentially offer the most out of all the teams well, that, that are trading for him. We'll see. I mean, he's going to be tr- he most likely will be traded this year, and he's on his last year. Whether or not he stays with that team, hopefully it's Boston, because I'd like to see Anthony Davis in the East, especially how up and coming it is. I, I think it would be nice to see him on the Lakers. Him and LeBron James, that's a dynamic duo. Yeah, old man LeBron James. <laughs> three years left. <laughs> well, All let's right. move on to another discussion. Um, I had a question. Do you think Kawhi is a top player in the league, top three player in the league? Top three player in the NBA. I'm going to go with yes, 
Yes, I'm going to go with top three. I'm going to go top two, actually. Uh, I think LeBron James is number one. You think you still think LeBron James I is still think LeBron one. James okay. is number one. I got Kawhi Leonard at number two, and I got Kevin Durant at number three. That's my top three right at this moment. I, I, Kawhi, Ka- Giannis? Kawhi Leonard has been sensational these playoffs. Giannis disappointed me in the conference finals. I, I don't. He was he was up there. I thought he might have been snuck in at number three or two, but he's he's fallen off for me at least to four. But Kawhi Leonard has been sensational these playoffs. He's put the Toronto Raptors on his back, and the craziest thing about it is he's still doing it, and they and he's hobbled. He's injured right now. He's he's hurt. You can see it visibly on the court that he's hurt. And he's still incredible. He's still putting up big numbers for them. He's playing smarter rather than going with his athleticism in for buckets. He's playing smarter, and he, he's just a great player. And it, it's incredible, and I think he's he's elevated himself to that status that you can say confidently that I, he's a top-three player I think player a lot of people league. forgot about how great he was last year in his playoffs and even the year before. He's he's become a tremendous player, and this right here definitely does. I, I agree with you, make him a top-three player. Um, I don't agree with LeBron being there. No hate or anything. I respect the greatness there, but I think the game is definitely changing, and G- players like Giannis and Kevin Durant and even Kawhi Leonard are just unstoppable. Um, I don't know how you, you can't have Giannis in your top three. He's definitely a, a difficult, very difficult player. If you're not trying to st- stop him and create a scheme or – or any way to stop him in the regular season, he's one of the most unstoppable players. But as soon as he gets to the playoffs, teams are definitely thinking of a way to stop him. So I think that does that does drop him down a little bit lower in that top three uh, discussion. I would probably have KD at the top and Kawhi next because Kawhi just has an all-around game that's very hard to stop. And on top of that, he's probably the best defender in the league. That's definitely up for discussion. But I think... I think Kawhi is a top two player. I have KD going over him. I'd like to see where he goes next year, but I would have LeBron at four, so I'm not dropping him too low. But LeBron is LeBron is falling off, and he's he's on that spectrum where he's just it's he's just declining. Yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's declining. Yes. Here's my thing: we've never seen LeBron James be stopped, mm-hmm. contained. We've seen Giannis be contained in the conference finals. We saw him contained. LeBron Dirk James. Nowitzki. Uh, well, that was that was a long time ago. I'm talking about recently. In the recent past past three or four years, we still have not seen LeBron be stopped. In the NBA Finals, yes, he's lost. We're taking a lot of team success into account. But look who he's going against. He's going against, I think, the greatest team of all time in the Golden State Warriors. If he's going up against that and he's still dropping 40 points in the Finals, it's incredible. And I don't think we should discount that. And we haven't seen him be stopped yet. Mm-hmm. Yes, his team didn't make the playoffs this year. He was injured most of the season. I mean, he still dropped 28-7-7. Seven and seven. I think this year LeBron James knew he wasn't going that far with the Lakers because it's not a great team. And look at all the great teams that are around him. They are competing against their team. So LeBron James, if we haven't – I think he kind of took the year a little off this year. He's, he still dropped 28-7-7. Seven and seven. And the Lakers could have been a playoff team if he played the whole year. Definitely. I think they would have. Do been I think top. they would have been finals or conference finals in the West? No, but um, definitely I think they could have been. But we'll have to see until next year. But I agree with you completely. He's he's never been stopped in the playoffs. But 
everything is different. He's never had the only competition he's really ever had was the Warriors. The East was dismantled. Well, he was it was he not was... very good while he was there, and and his only contender was the um, the Warriors. He was so. dropping forty points on the Warriors, though. Yes, he lost. Yeah, with no other players on his That's team. That's what I'm saying. He's he he still was dropping forty points, which is incredible. It was yeah. incredible. I mean, Curry just did that last night without okay, his but two but other star players. Curry's only done it once. LeBron James did it for consistently over three well, NBA why has Finals. Curry series. done it only once because because he's not two as, other he's scoring near, options. But he's not. Near I'm as, sure he could do that consistently. He's not. Near Maybe as, not consistently, no. but he could drop it. No way. Two, no way. You saw a, how bad he was in the finals against the Cavaliers previous in previous years and in other NBA finals. That's why he's never had a Finals MVP because he can't consistently do that you can game plan to stop steph curry at somewhat no you somewhat can't. he's somewhat pretty unstoppable he i think if he plays the game right did you he he's a bit unstoppable i think it's hard to stop steph curry when you have a clay thompson by his side i think that's obvious but i think you're letting steph curry store, score all those points because you don't want the auxiliary players to get get <laughs> extra buckets but steph curry was incredible don't take anything away but i just lebron james I think we have to consider him still the best player in the league until someone proves us differently. Okay. Uh, I think that's already happened with Giannis in the regular season. KD, just every, every, every postseason KD, regular season. Don't, don't Come bring on. KD. Don't bring KD. That's foolishness. KD. Don't bring KD into the top KD, three conversation in the don't league. Don't KD's t- top three. But come on. Look who he's playing with. He's playing with Steph Curry. Clay and imagine Thompson, if he was Draymond not on the team, Green. he'd probably be averaging 30-plus points a game. Maybe. Maybe. Most we likely. Don't know. I mean, there's they'd, he'd be double-teamed all the time. With the Warriors, you can't double-team him. You have to single te- You have to do single-man coverage because Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green are there. And even and with those players options. on his team, he's still averaging 25-plus points Well, because he has, he's open. Because they're, they're not going to double-team him when you have Steph Curry pulling up from the parking lot. Come on. KD is a talented player. but yes, very talented. Seven feet I, tall. I, I, handles I, like a guard. Until we see him on another team win a championship, I don't want to hear him as the best player in the world. I don't, don't want to hear it. I don't okay. want to hear it. Okay. Well, you're going to hear it. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, let's, s- okay. That's let's, fine. Let's, I don't think we'll go. Let's move on to the finals, the NBA finals. Okay. Game two and game three. Game what? two, game three. What What's your outlook on the series, Ali, after watching those two games? I think I said this after game one. The the, very, the last episode that I had uh, Raptors in five or six, and I'm still very, very, very confident in that. Uh, KD looks like he's not going to be coming back until either game five or game six, and they're, they are getting Clay Thompson tonight whether or not he's fully healthy and whether or not he's going to get the same minutes that he's always been able to get um, is in question. But I can still see them winning this game, the Raptors. I hope they will win this game. I I got the Warriors still in this series. Uh, before I believe I said Raptors in seven maybe if KD was out. I, I'm, I'm leaning back towards the Warriors. I'm kind of flip-flopping here, but I'm leaning back towards the Warriors at least in seven games after that game two. That game two was very impressive for me for yeah. the Warriors. The Raptors, this the one thing they can't do is turn the ball over. I've been preaching these whole playoffs with I think their biggest thing is Golden State. Sorry, their foul trouble. I think we all noticed that it's Lowry's a bit selfish with the way he plays and 
playing aggressively. Playing aggressive is great, obviously, and we we all love to see that, and we all love to have that on our team, you know, like Draymond Green. But when you're fouling a lot and you are that that bulldog on the court, it's a bit selfish to be too aggressive, um, going towards the ball every time, reaching in, and chasing after every single ball, not loose balls, but just going after every every player to stop them is a bit selfish. It's it's hard on a team and. He's been in a lot of foul trouble. He's that was the biggest problem in game two yeah. for the Raptors was Kyle Lowry in foul trouble. That was one of the big problems. But I think the biggest switch that the Warriors made, and I have to give credit to Steve Kerr for this, and I've given some other credit to Steve Kerr about him putting Jordan Bell on Myers Leonard in the conference finals, but he, the biggest switch was Pascal Siakam in game one had so much freedom. He was scoring in transition, and who was guarding him? Draymond Green was the primary defender, and they were getting tons of switches on Steph Curry, and Pascal Siakam was just having his way. Yeah. In Game 2, Andre Iguodala was the primary defender on Pascal Siakam, and he struggled. He struggled mightily. I believe he only had 12 points. That's bad. That's a bad night for Pascal Siakam, and I think that's he's, he's the most important player for the Raptors in this series. He's the X factor. Him and Marc Gasol, when Marc Gasol is hitting uh, three-point shots, he needs to hit some three-point <laughs> shots, big clutch three-point shots, yeah. and Pascal Siakam needs to score for the Raptors. I think the biggest thing there is that Gasol definitely needs to go back to the way he was in Memphis and score in the ba- paint and be a little bit more confident. I don't know if you were watching during the game. Mark Jackson had even said that he looked a little less confident than he was in Memphis, and definitely he's not the first scoring option like he was in Memphis, but you can see uh, maybe a lack of confidence there in the paint. He's just he plays outside wing. He does maybe a pick and roll, but he's not backing down any players, and it might be tough to back down Demarcus Cousins and his his strength. But definitely, I'd I'd like to see some more uh, some more play in the paint. I think Marcus Gasol is is falling into this is the first time he hasn't been the first option to score on a team. Yeah. In a, long, in a long time, at least in, since his rookie season. And I think he has to defer to Kawhi Leonard. Even Kyle Lowry and Pascal Siakam, he has to defer to them. And I think it's difficult for him. It's also his first NBA Finals. So I yeah. don't wouldn't expect him this to be— This is not ex- his first playoffs, though. So, um, I mean, the difference between Finals and Playoffs is obviously— I think there's a pretty tremendous gap there yeah. between the two. But I think he—in those in the Finals, it's it's just he's, he's good— but he just I don't think he's super confident in the NBA Finals and deferring as the maybe even the fourth option on this team offensively. So I, I think he's important. He's important to play more confident. I agree with that statement. I think he needs to play more confident. I don't think he's been extremely confident throughout these playoffs. But as long as he hits those two or three big shots, Toronto needs him to hit those shots. But I think it's going to be difficult for Toronto to win this game or win this series with Andre Iguodala on Pascal Siakam. Andre Iguodala just, he's a defensive, he's just a, a juggernaut defensively. And when he, when he, when you put Andre Iguodala on someone, he, you lock him down. And I think if Pascal Siakam doesn't score, I don't see enough options, scoring options on this Raptors team for them to, to win the series. I wouldn't um, recommend keeping Andre Iguodala on Pascal Siakam the whole time. I think Keep Draymond, keeping Draymond on him would be better. Just on on pick and rolls and stuff, I would like to see Andre Iguodala more on players like Kawhi and and Danny Green, who's was great last or last no two nights ago 
game three. Yeah, game three. He was great. He was shooting well. Now, Clay Thompson's been the primary defender on Kawhi Leonard in this series. I think that was a problem in game three that Clay Thompson wasn't there. I think that was just a big piece missing for them. Defensively, they couldn't stop the Raptors. That's why they scored 123 points on them. And uh, Clay Thompson obviously is key in this series. If Clay Thompson isn't healthy, the Warriors aren't winning this series. Definitely. I think clearly not. Who's your biggest X factor on the uh, the Warriors? Yeah, the Warriors. Who have you got? The most important player for me is uh, Demarcus Cousins. I was mentioning him in Game Two or after Game One. I was saying that he provides a mismatch for the Warriors, and I think we saw that in Game Two. We saw that big mismatch. Demarcus Cousins. He brings a lot of yeah. attention. He I did play really great. I don't think anyone can stop him on the Warriors in the post. Maybe Mark Gasol can contain him. He's a great defensive player. But I don't think anyone can dominate and stop DeMarcus Cousins in the paint. And I think uh, if DeMarcus Cousins gets going offensively, we're, it's going to be difficult for the Raptors to win this series. So I, I, he's very important. I think he's my X factor. He can pass. He can shoot. Yeah. He can rebound. I completely agree with you. He's my X factor as well. He, he passed the block well. I think he had six assists and that game too. He definitely got a an increase on his minutes and he showed a little bit of of what, what's to come definitely for next year and years on. I I hope he can. I hope he can continue to it's be just, great. Yeah. I I mean I hope because because it's a tough injury to come back from. I don't think we're the Achilles injury, not not the ham or I believe it was a hamstring injury. I'm not sure. Yeah, what the he, other injury he was tore his hamstring. But it's cool. Uh, I mean I hope he he can recover and be great next year. I still we're still not seeing the best from Demarcus Cousins. Definitely not not. Compared to his 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 tenure and and if uh, he's on the Warriors next year, what what are our realistic expectations for him? Uh, I don't like. Year? I wouldn't like to see him. I think that'd be great for the Warriors to keep him, and they definitely need another uh, a paint presence because Andrew Bogut is not gonna is gonna not gonna be very dominant during the regular season compared to Demarcus Cousins. But I think it would be great for them to keep him. But for his sake, I think he definitely needs to get healthy again, and we would all like to see how see him play how he did. With the Pelicans, I'd like to see him on another team. If he's on the same Warriors team next year, I don't see him averaging more than 15 points in the regular season. I don't see it. If he's on this Warriors team, I I just don't see it. And and I'd like and I'd like to see him have the ball more. Maybe he's still recovering, but I think this offseason he needs to move, or I'd like to see him move. And for his career, I think it'd be good for him to move, especially if he wins a title. I I think it's time to move on and just yeah. get back to his. Him being DeMarcus Cousins. Yeah. All right. Well, definitely what, go to a team like the Lakers who need a need a big body in the paint. What's be, your prediction for Game Four tonight? Game Four tonight, I've got I've got the Raptors winning. I won't be surprised with Clay Thompson coming back that the Warriors could win, but I don't think they're going to give him as many minutes as he's had before. Clay Thompson is who I'm talking about. Mm. But I got the Raptors tonight. I think it's going to be a, a tough game. It's going to be a big battle. But as long as they they don't let what happened in game two with that 30-point blow or 20-point blowout in the, the third, third quarter, quarter happen again and just maintain their lean like they, they've they done so well in previous um, matchups. Previous games. I, I got the uh, the Warriors tonight if Klay Thompson plays, which I, I believe he's going to play. And, I mean, the, the, the Raptors just got to lock in in that the start of the third quarter and the third Definitely. quarter, the whole third quarter. It's so important for them, and they can't let players like Iguodala, players like uh, Kevon Looney, 
DeMarcus Cousins. The Raptors can't let those players get going because if they do, it's it's just going to be it's going to be easy for the Warriors. The Warriors when those players get going, it's just it's impossible because you already have Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. They're going to score. We know they're going to score. And now you have these other auxiliary players scoring double-digit points. That was the big change in Game 2, I think, from Game 1, was that those auxiliary players scored double-digit points. Yeah, definitely. Um, they're going ha- to have to watch their foul trouble. A lot of the players have been upwards of four fouls by the time the third quarter is over, or even by the time the third quarter starts. They've got to watch those fouls. That's the biggest thing going into this game, especially with Clay Thompson That's your thing most to watch. likely going to play. Yeah, foul trouble is the biggest thing. Um, they did great in transition in the past three games, and I know. Um, yeah, yeah. Lowry and Gasol have struggled foul trouble all playoffs. Yeah, I I know in the Bucks series they were struggling a little bit with it too, and in this series they definitely struggled with it. They've struggled with it a lot, and that game two was just critical. Game three, the Raptors were hitting a lot of shots. I don't think it can carry over yeah. because of I, I, Clay Thompson being back. He's just like that. He's almost the defensive. He's, yeah, he's another defensive player. He's a defensive. I, he might be more important than Draymond Green, if I'm going to be I honest with you. I, I agree with Draymond that completely. Green, but. He got exposed, I think, against Pascal Siakam. <laughs> I don't think he's athletic enough to keep up with a player like Pascal yeah. Siakam. But Pascal Siakam's definitely got to be a little bit more confident. I want to see that confidence in game one, and we saw a couple other games in in previous um, series where he was definitely confident, but he's a bit inconsistent confidently. He'll drop 30 points one game, and the next game he's got 12 points. Whether or not that's a f- factor, and most likely it is a factor of being locked down and and the team playing better defense on him, I think I think he's got to be a bit more confident. I think we're going to see that this game. We're going to see Marcus Gasol step up. They've got to watch the fouls. I would like to see pa- Pascal Siakam be more confident. But I just don't think against Andre Gudala, it takes a really elite offensive player to get yeah. by him. And I don't think Pascal Siakam has that just yet. I think maybe he can develop it as he continues in his career. But tonight and going forward in this series, I think Pascal Siakam being locked up is key to the Warriors winning this series. And if I'm if I'm making I'm gonna make a definitive prediction on this series now. I'm gonna say Warriors in seven. Warriors in seven. Warriors in seven. So that is your confident pick. That is my. You're not going to flip flop. That's my final pick for this series. That's great. I hope you do not flip flop. But de- um, don't know if you noticed how how well Serge Ibaka played and how much of a defensive presence he was in that game three, even though they did not have Clay Thompson with the war in the Warriors. Serge Ibaka was playing well, and I'd like to see him play that well defensively. Um, this next or tonight's game definitely. I would like to see how well he played. He struggled with Demarcus Cousins and his strength. As much as I think Mark Saul struggles a little bit, but I'd like to see Serge Ibaka get a little bit more minutes and be that defensive presence that he's always been. I, I'd like to see. I think game three, you saw in game two, Fred Van Fleet was out there a little too much and putting up too many shots. I think he shot seven of seventeen. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Kyle Lowry isn't in foul trouble, I think it's important that Fred Van because in in game three he shot three for six from the three point line. I believe it was four of seven for the game. And that, that's what they need from Fred Van Fleet. They can't have Fred, a player like Fred Van Fleet shooting 17 shots for them. Yeah. And I think that's important. And, and so that's that's how critical it is for Kyle Lowry and those players to avoid foul trouble. Definitely. Um, he's playing great off the bench, obviously. And we discussed that before. But definitely I think he should shoot a little bit less. 
but I completely agree with you. One more question I had. Um, what did you think about that that Warriors fan that pushed Lowry? That was funny. <laughs> that was, was a so bit uh, out of hand there. I don't know why you would put your hands on. I, I was surprised to find like out that. that he was the Warriors minority owner. Yeah. I mean, you'd think he's been to a bunch of games. He should know the conduct there. Definitely. I just don't know why he did that. That was a bit stupid, I could say, to say the least. Yeah, very uh, stupid. I think he deserved the one-year ban. Just why Why would you push Kyle Lowry there? Yeah. He was just going for the ball. It's an NBA Finals game. You should be enjoying the game and happy that they're putting on a show for you. I don't know why you'd go out and do yeah. some stupid thing like that. Uh now we're talking about you on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and uh but uh, it was just a stupid moment and I don't want to see that in any more yeah, finals. That was game. very, very foolish. I don't know who would pay that much. I guess he felt well, a bit entitled yeah, to put his hands on another man, but <laughs> whatever. He has plenty of money, so I, I don't think he's too worried about it. Uh anything else you want to add before we go? Any other no. topics you want to talk about? Questions? I've got I've got like I said, I've got um the Raptors tonight, I want to see a, a great defensive game. I want to see Serge Ibaka come off the bench and be that X factor defensively for the uh, the Raptors. Real quick before we go, uh, I had a question about Kevin Durant. I heard this week, maybe rumors we've talked. What do you think if he went to Brooklyn, How what kind of fit would that be for I him? I don't think he's going to Brooklyn. I don't either. But what, what do you think, if, if he did, what do you think the fit would be? Do you think it would be good for him? Well, I think it would be good for him. Possibly, I think they've got some good, some good, um, some good role players there. That that could be a good fit, but I just for some reason I cannot picture him going there out of all teams. That would be a great team to go to. They've got they've got all the right players. They've already got a they've got a well built well built system there. Um, Especially if they had Kyrie too. Yeah, I think that could be a that seems to, that seems to definitely be the discussion there. He's up, been up in New York partying with Jared Dudley supposedly <laughs> but um I don't know all right all right cool all right uh thank you guys for tuning in uh tune in next week for another episode peace probably the NBA finals will be over make sure to comment like and subscribe check us out on Apple Podcasts Spotify thank you see ya <laughs>